We fall, we break, we fail. But then we rise, we heal, we overcome. I choose to live by choice, not by chance. To be motivated, not manipulated. To be useful, not used. To make changes, not excuses. To excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not the random opinions of others. I choose to do the things others will not, so I can continue to do the things others cannot. Fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior replied, I am the storm. This is Doc's Daily Dose, and you are a warrior. Welcome to Doc's Daily Dose. I'm your host, Coach Doc. Listener request number two. I can't remember if I was given permission to use the name of this person either, but I think in general, I'm just going to omit names because I don't want anyone to be targeted in any kind of way, even if they can handle it or if they want to. I just want to stay away from that and always try to steer in a positive lane. So when this person emailed me, she actually shared a portion of her story And then we got into an email exchange going back and forth a few times. But I want to honor the original topic, even though we kind of discussed some of it in our email exchange, just because it was a very interesting thing for me, because it's one of the most basic fundamental questions I think people should ask about themselves. And we'll get to that. But the general gist was her sharing her experience of kind of what's happened to her pre-pandemic during pandemic, and now as we come out of pandemic, just her understanding of who she was and how that was all related with respect to her inward feelings, her outward actions, her reactions to other people, and the idea of the sense of self, this self-identity. And when I was going back through prepping for this episode, there was one question she wrote that fully stood out, which will base this entire topic on this whole episode which is if we lose everything that we feel defines us, what is left after? Now, this is the question I'm talking about. This question is the foundation of all of life to me. I won't say the purpose of life, but one of the fundamental philosophical questions I think every person should ask themselves at some point, if not multiple points in their life, is who am I? And she takes it a step further with the specification of if you lose everything you feel that defines who you are, well, then what's left? This question hit me like a ton of bricks. The who am I when I was in college? Because after my knee injury, the identity of athlete felt stripped away like I could no longer play. I was on crutches. I couldn't do anything competitive or physical. So what was I? Yeah, I had the intellect and the emotional intelligence and social aptitude, but still, the thing I loved the most was gone. And so after getting this question, I thought, how do I want to put this episode together? And it dawned on me, the homework has to come first. So I'm going to give you the homework now, and then we're going to discuss. And if you want to do the homework, you can hit pause, do the homework, and come back and hear what I have to say. But I've done this with groups of people from high school students, to graduate students, 
to adults of ranging ages, races, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identification, across the board. And it gets to the root of the answer of who am I? So for homework, or right now, take out a piece of paper, and I want you to write down every single label you identify with. Mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, teacher, plumber, athlete, producer, editor, driver, cook, chef, I mean, whatever you can think of. Every single label that you know that you are attached to, right now, write it down. So if you wanna hit pause and do that, you can, or just stay with me. But after you write those down, take a look at that list and see all the things you've attached yourself to. See all the ways in which you identify and create your identity. Some are self-imposed, some are imposed by others, some are imposed by society. But what you start to realize is they're just words. It's just an orientation of agreement, right? It's the ability to identify self and for others to identify you and know where to categorize you. But yet at the same time, you always say, don't put me in a box. I'm not just this thing. But then you go and label yourself as other things. It's also escaping the unknown because the next part of the homework, strip yourself of each of those labels. Not to say I'm not a dad. I can't not be a dad, right? I have children, but I don't call myself a dad. I don't call myself an athlete. I'm not this. I'm not that. What's left? When you strip all of those labels, who are you? What are you? You start to find out your attachment to these labels as well as the attachment to your emotions, the attachment to the physical, tangible, material things you have in your life. It's what's bringing all the pain. Because once you have these labels or these things, now you start to add adjectives to them. Good mom, bad dad, good teacher, horrible plumber, expensive car, cheap raggedy bucket, nice house, mansion, studio apartment, happily married, happily divorced. You see, those attachments are what bring the struggle and the sorrow because you believe they define you. And when you lose those definitions, those labels, you feel lost in the unknown. And the unknown is scary because it's not what you're used to. But when you can release those attachments and embrace the unknown, the world opens up. So to go back to the question, if you lose everything that you feel defines you, what's left after? Well, you can't lose what you are if you don't define it. Let me say that again. You can't lose who you are if you don't define it. These labels limit you. They limit you in two ways. First, you're limited based off of your vocabulary. There are other words and other labels and other societies that you simply don't know. But once you learn them and you try to identify with them, there's another attachment. But because you're not attached to those things you don't know, it's of no benefit and no harm. I remember in sixth grade learning the word sycophant. And if you've never heard that word, well, are you a sycophant? I don't know. But do you feel compelled to go look it up to see if you are? Why? It's unnecessary. But I held on to that word because I thought it was so fancy. But these labels limit you. They also limit your mindset. Because the moment you say, I am this, well, that's the box you put yourself in. I'm a horrible chef. Well, then you're always going to be a horrible chef. You're never going to try to learn. 
You're never going to put in the dedicated time and always have that as an excuse saying, that's just not me, just not who I am, or I'm not an athlete. Why? Because you never play organized ball. Athletes are people who simply stay disciplined and dedicated to a physical activity and have a mindset that nothing can break them and that they will push through to achieve their goals, specifically in something regarding physical wellness. That's it. And the moment you say, I'm a great artist, you feel that confidence, right? You feel like you can sculpt and paint and create anything, a masterpiece, but it's still attachment because someone else can come along and say, this is horrible. This work is trash. We're not putting it in our gallery. And your attachment to self-definition of great artist is now crumbled. Even if you've persevered and pushed through and say, well, I'm going to keep doing it. You've taken a hit because of that attachment to the label. And if you say you're not a great artist, but you decide to step out and do something and create and paint, someone can boost you up and say, this is great. But you've said in your mind, I'm not great. Ah, thanks. They're just being kind. Or this is really shitty. And now you'll never pick up that paintbrush again, that attachment to that label. And here's the interesting thing, because you might say, well, like, I can't get rid of labels, right? All those different things is what defines me and makes me unique. And that's what we've been told all our life is be unique, stand out. You were born to stand out. Everything's unique about you. You know what uniqueness also causes? Separation of others. This idea of individuality, which, yeah, I like being my own person. But what I find as I get older and talk with people more and more about the things they've gone through in life, I find that I'm actually more the same than I am different than people of all varying degrees. You know why? Because at the base level, we all go through the human experience. We're not as unique as we think. We all cry. We all laugh. We all feel pain and joy at some points in our life. And I like that. I like to know the fact that what I feel, how I feel, what I've been going through on this rock that spins in space, everyone else does too. Individuality can make you feel alone. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying don't be your own individual. What I'm saying is it's all language. It's just the way we describe things to make ourselves feel better about ourselves and our situations. I'm going to prescribe more to the fact that I'm just like you. I say it all the time when it comes to the VR app that I work in with Supernatural. People will tell me how great and motivating and how awesome and how my voice needs to be heard and I'm touching so many people. And all I say is I'm no different than you. I just got a cool job that gives me a platform to do the same thing you would do if you were there. Maybe I have a little more practice being in front of a camera. Maybe I'm a little more comfortable being in front of an audience because I played sports my whole life with fans in the stands cheering me on. And then with continued work there, I just get more and more practice, get better at what I do. There's no difference between you or I. I just have a different platform. Any one of you could start a podcast right now and share the same sentiments that I've shared since episode one. And in stripping all of those labels, and understanding that I'm the same as everyone else and embracing that and enjoying that and not defining myself by these words, these labels that we've just made up to give orientation and agreement for everyone so that I can be placed in a category that frees me from that sorrow and attachment 
it frees me from judging you and seeing the things that you're attached to and attaching things to you. And it allows me to treat myself better and to treat you better. And it allows me to recognize the reality of it all, which is scientifically, we are all made of the same stardust, my friend. Everything you see, everything you've known, everything that was, is, and ever will be comes from the same place, all of it. So I can't lose everything I feel defines me because guess what? I'm not attached to those definitions. You can see me how you want to see me, but I will see you as me and me as you. And that way, I know how to treat myself and how to treat you. And the pain and suffering and sorrow that comes with attachment won't have a hold over either of us. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening and much love always. Be grateful for adversity, for it forces the human spirit to grow. For surely, the human character is formed not in the absence of difficulty, but in our response to difficulty. Thank you for listening to Doc's Daily Dose. I truly appreciate you. The ability to be honest and show strength and vulnerability doesn't happen without you pressing play. If you've got any suggestions, any ideas, or simply want to help make this show bigger and better, at the end of the show notes here, please feel free to donate and support Doc's Daily Dose. If you've got any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, well, hit me up. A simple email, coachdoc at muchlovealways.com. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter on muchlovealways.com and check out anything else on the website. Again, I'm truly thankful for you. Much love always.